This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 536, How to Run a Virtual Business from Anywhere, part two, by Jay Harrington of lifeandwhim.com. I'm your narrator, Dan. I am here every single day reading to you from some of the best blogs on entrepreneurship. And today's post is part two of a longer post, which you know if you heard uh, yesterday's show. And if you haven't, I'd recommend going ahead and listening to that episode first. That's uh, number 535. But if you're caught up, let's get right to part two of the post and continue optimizing your life. How to Run a Virtual Business from Anywhere, part two, by Jay Harrington of lifeandwhim.com. What we needed to do was to stop thinking small and start marketing ourselves as a national service provider. But we couldn't just market as a generalist marketing and design agency and expect to compete for work in major cities around the country we had to specialize. That's because these days, clients are not looking for service providers with general expertise. They're looking for specialists in narrow fields. For example, if your energy company is facing a lawsuit that could lead to its bankruptcy, you find the best lawyer that specializes in energy industry litigation, wherever he or she may be, not the guy down the street who takes on whatever work comes in the door. If you're dealing with a potentially life-threatening heart issue, you don't seek treatment from your general practitioner or family doctor you get on a plane to see the top cardiac specialist in the country. So we knew we needed to specialize. The problem was that we were providing marketing and design services to a wide range of clients in disparate industries. We were generalists. But in looking at our client mix, it became clear that a heavy concentration of our work was in professional services. We liked the work we were doing for these clients, and we were good at it. So we retooled our focus and our own brand strategy and started pursuing work in this niche with a heavy emphasis on targeting law firms. Soon we started getting requests from large firms across the country. Michigan is still an important market for us, but now the majority of our clients are in markets like Boston, New York, Washington DC, Chicago, and San Francisco. These clients don't care where we're located. They just care that we specialize in solving the types of business problems they face. In fact, many of them appreciate the fact that we operate with low overhead from a small town in Michigan, because it allows them to receive high-end work product at reasonable rates relative to our competitors in, for example, Manhattan or Los Angeles. The lesson here is that if you want to start a virtual business in a small town, you have to think big. And to think big, you need to carve a niche for your business. Specialize in a narrow domain and you can compete for clients anywhere. It's not as hard as it might seem. Within a year of adjusting our strategy, we had developed an active national client base. You just need to be strategic and go for it. Start with a simple analysis. For most virtual businesses, potential areas of expertise to pursue can be identified at the intersection of interests, experience, and market opportunities. So ask yourself three questions. One, what type of work do I like to do? Two, what type of work am I good at? And three, what opportunities exist in the marketplace? In other words, are people buying what I'd like to sell? If you can determine what you like to do, what you're good at, and where market opportunities exist, and then find some commonality among them, you'll be in good shape when it comes to carving out a niche for your virtual business. Leverage technology. To operate virtually, you'll have to be very comfortable and adept at leveraging technology to run your business. Fortunately, all the tools you need are prevalent, easy to use, and affordable. Cloud computing has made it all possible. Here's what we use and recommend. One, email and calendar. We use Google Apps for our email and calendar. It's cheap, reliable, and easy to use. Two, collaboration. For intra-office collaboration among employees, we use Skype. 
It's free, and since we use the on-screen video, it allows us to see each other, which helps us stay connected in a virtual environment and also forces us to shower and get out of our pajamas before work. For client collaboration, we use Uber Conference for video conferencing, conference calls, and screen sharing. Three, project management. We've used different tools here, but probably like Basecamp best. It's simple and intuitive and allows for lots of collaboration with clients. Four, server. We use Google Drive as a virtual cloud server to store and back up all of our files. It's affordable and reliable and provides us with unlimited storage, which is important since many of the design files we work with are very large. Five, software. We license the Adobe suite of design software. It's expensive, but is cloud-based, so we never have to worry about upgrading to the latest version and dealing with DVDs. We use Google Docs, which is free, for all word processing needs. Six, note-taking. Evernote is our go-to note-taking and idea collaboration tool. The basic version is free. Seven, phones. We've used a remote answering service in the past, but we're transitioning to Grasshopper, which is a virtual phone system and costs about $25 per month. And eight, file sharing. When files are too big to email, we use Dropbox or WeTransfer. With the exception of Adobe software, which if you don't run a design-oriented business, you don't need, our total monthly expense for these virtual tools is around $100, and the productivity gains we realize are far greater. How to pick a small town to go virtual. There are many reasons why we decided to move to Traverse City. The outdoors, the food, the culture, and the people among them but near the top of the list is that it's a great place to run a business, particularly a virtual business. Here are a couple reasons why. One, while the premise of a virtual business is that you operate in a virtual environment, there will come times when you still need to meet with clients face-to-face. So you still need to be able to get places. About a week after we moved here, I received a call from the marketing director at a major international law firm headquartered in Chicago. She wanted me to be in Chicago later that week for a meeting about a new project. The timing wasn't ideal, but it was an opportunity we didn't want to pass up. Fortunately, Traverse City has a great airport and direct flights to Chicago. I was able to leave first thing in the morning, be in Chicago for a 10 a.m. meeting, and be back in Traverse City in time for dinner. If you're going to operate a virtual business from a small town, make sure it has a good airport nearby. And two, while the core of our team consists of full-time employees, we do rely on a number of freelance and contract workers to fill in gaps. Traverse City is brimming with creative and tech talent. And while we work with our teams virtually, it's nice to be able to sit down with someone over a cup of coffee and look him or her in the eye before engaging them to do work. Running a virtual business comes with its own set of unique challenges. But in our experience, the benefits far outweigh any drawbacks. It's nice to work with colleagues in person, but on balance, we'd rather our team and ourselves have more family time than time at desks or in the car commuting. Sure, we still work hard but we can do so more on our own schedule and be more spontaneous with our days. After all, that's the whole point when you live somewhere great, like Traverse City. You just listened to part two of the post titled How to Run a Virtual Business from Anywhere by Jay Harrington of lifeandwhim.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. 
Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks again to Jay for this uh, two-part episode. Uh, The biggest lesson that he and his wife have learned through their pursuit of simplicity is that no matter what your circumstances are, where you live, or what life is thrown at you, you can live a happy life on your terms. Nothing is stopping you other than your own limiting beliefs about what's possible. And that's uh, what Life and Whim is all about. They started it as a way to express their creativity and share what makes them happy. For Heather, that means creating artwork and products that bring happiness to homes across the country. And for Jay, Life and Whim is an outlet to write about living an intentional life. For their community and readers, it's a place to come together and explore what really matters. So come check out what they have to offer. You can visit them both at lifeandwhim.com. But that does it for today here on Optimal Startup Daily. Thanks for joining us for this two-part episode, and I'm gonna see you right back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.